Welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Andy, Todd, and Dude. Welcome in. It is indeed the Album Nerds Podcast. I am Dude. I've got Don with me. Morning, Don. <laughs> Sorry, I'm throwing <laughs> usually, usually you go to Andy first, so I... <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> um, hello. <laughs> Looking forward to to talking about some some albums from this century. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. This this decade, this very year. <laughs> I've also got Andy with me. Andy, what's up? Yo yo, yeah. I'm super excited to talk new releases. It's kind of my kind of my jam, and I don't usually get to say this, but this is like a show where I actually like. All the records we're talking about. Spoiler alert! But oh, uh, uh, there goes the controversy. Something to celebrate. No, no Jerry Springer moments here no. today. Unfortunately, I'm sure we can find something to yeah. disagree over. But I thought you always liked my yeah. records. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just to, to make it spicy. At some point in the show, I'll randomly call Andy a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, stay tuned for that. We've got, a, <laughs> we've got a great show for you. Uh, we're talking about three albums. We're going to be answering a question. At the end of the show, we'll be spinning the Wheel of Musical Destiny to find out what kind of albums we'll be talking about next time. But as you've probably guessed, we're talking about new releases from the year of 2022. That's what I'm talking about! Yeah, we didn't really come up with, with any strict rules for this. Just uh, anything that's been released uh, in this current year counts. Yeah, so new releases, 2022. We're just going to focus on our three of our faves to come out so far. We're doing, like, I guess, like the first six months of the year, the first two quarters, one half. Uh, are we doing a, frac- a fraction lesson right now? Or? <laughs> this, is not, this is not Schoolhouse Rock, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, we did kind of all put together a list of, like, other records that we found interesting so we can just maybe run through some of those just to give a a quick shout out to some honorable mentions if you will yeah i I, you know i'll start things off here with just one one record that i was pleasantly surprised with from a a rock group that was kind of more came about in the early 2000s called caven uh i guess i would say like like the like heavy rock hard rock something like that uh they put on a record called heavy pendulum earlier this year that I've really been enjoying. It's a long, kind of epic hard rock record that I think is pretty pretty damn good. I get a kind of return to form for them. So Cave In, if you haven't heard that, would be my little recommendation. How about you, Don? Well, one of the, the albums I, I've enjoyed so far this year is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Unlimited Love. And uh, so, you know, John Frusciante's back. Uh, Rick Rubin is back producing. Uh, and I just, you know, I think it's a it, it's a solid listen. I, I'm not the biggest Chili Peppers fan in the world, but, you know, I've, I've always uh, liked them and found them inoffensive. So, yeah, I, I definitely recommend the, the Chili Pepper record. <laughs> so, since we can only choose one album to talk about in depth today... There's a couple I wanted to throw out really quick as uh, highlights of the year so far. Ian No, River Fools and Mountain Saints, Folky, Country, Roots, Americana, great vocals, great lyrics, kind of a John Prine sort of vibe to me. Also, Tears for Fears, 80s Superstars, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, Shout, you know, uh, you know those guys, but The Tipping Point, their new album from 2022, it was years in the making, it's awesome. Vocals are great. Lyrics are great. Music has that, that 80s sound, but it also sounds modern. There's been so many 
albums. The list keeps changing, things keep shifting, so hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about more of these later. All right, yeah, so we'll be probably do a year-end wrap-up show, as the dude alluded to there. So, uh, you know, check back in at the end of the year, and we'll have a more comprehensive list for you. Uh, yeah, ev- everything is still being evaluated. A lot of calculations left to do here, folks. Yes. So. And submit your ideas on Discord. That's right. You Choo-choo-choose me? All right, starting things off here with my new release recommendation. It's coming from an artist by the name of Carpenter Brute, uh, which is a French industrial synthwave slash dark synthwave hero (laughs) industrial something or other. We are going to play the opening single here, which is entitled The Widowmaker. Alright, it's kind of a genre we haven't really talked much about on the show, which is probably why I thought it might be interesting to bring this up. Leather Terror is the name of the album. Carpenter Brute is the name of the project which is really just the kind of the pseudonym for Frank Husso, who is the, uh, the producer, creator of the album. It's probably Frank. That's right. Actually, it is spelled Frank. Um, he got the name Carpenter Brute from combining John Carpenter, the uh, director slash composer of a lot of horror movies from the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and Brute Champagne. I thought was kind of funny. So it's yeah. like horror movies and champagne, which I think actually describes his band perfectly. He had a nice quote here, which kind of summed up his his take on music. He said, uh, his music comes from the desire to give you something violent, cinematic, and fun. I think this record really does capture those things. I've been watching Stranger Things a lot lately. Have you guys mm-hmm. seen any of that show? familiar with what that Netflix series is? Yes. Mm-mm. No, nope. dude's never heard of it. Is it on VHS? Yeah, I'll send you a copy on VHS. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, well, that kind of like '80s, you know, synth rock sort of style of music is really his jam here, and I think this record does a really good job of showcasing not only that genre but some of the adjacent genres. Um, there's a lot of guest spots on this record, which I found really interesting, and we'll get to a couple of those samples shortly. Um, but what did you guys think of Carpenter Brute? Uh, well, the uh, the three words uh, I used to, to describe the album was uh, dramatic industrial beauty. <laughs> I, uh, I wanted it to spell out die, uh, but I couldn't come up with an E word at the end. So it's, <laughs> instead, it's, it's dib. <laughs> uh, dib die. Esoteric. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I... Um, I, I tend to like this kind of sound. You know, I, I've always liked electronic music and, and synths. And, you know, as you guys know, I, I tend to like, you know, some of the, you know, darker sounds out there. So, you know, I generally, you know, I'm kind of a sucker for, for this sort of thing. Uh, and I do like industrial music. You know, I, I like bands like, uh, you know, Killing Joke and big fan of the, the recent Gary Newman stuff, uh, which, which sounds a, a lot like this, but yeah, so I, so I, I, I like this album a lot. Um, I mean, I'm not sure that any, you know, new ground is being broken here, but I, I think that's a theme that's actually, you know, we're going to come back to, you know, throughout this episode. Yeah, no, I think that's accurate assessment. 
Dude. Yeah, if I if I were to if I were to describe this album in three words, it would be Carpenter Depeche Nails is what I think the name of the, the <laughs> project should actually be. <laughs> so John Carpenter Depeche Mode and Nine Inch Nails. So are you going with that? Yes. Uh, I thought you meant like nail, nails on a chalkboard or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, they're like, you know, that, that track we played, Andy, don't see. This could be a moment when you call me a bitch. Uh, I <laughs> thought it sounded a lot like 30 Seconds to Mars in, at oh, moments, you know. You, yeah. Uh, no. Yes. I mean, the, <laughs> really? yeah, the cinematic, dramatic synth the use of synth and then yeah. the the vocal style of whoever that was on that particular track it just had a jared leto vibe not as dreamy i'm sure because who is <laughs> uh, yeah for me it was very disjointed i think because of the score it's kind of like a score mm-hmm. cinematic score but then the vocal tracks is very confusing as to the maybe it's telling a story but in terms of it sounding like a band or an artist, it doesn't. That's true. Yeah. So the vocals change out a lot. And I think there's maybe about a half dozen guest vocalists. Um, the one that we heard on that opening track there was uh, Gunship on The Widowmaker. Um, why don't we play a cut from towards the end of the record that has a very different vocal style? This is an artist by the name of Persia, and the track is entitled Lipstick Masquerade. When I first heard that, I thought like he was sampling Madonna. Like it mm. really <laughs> like such a strong '80s pop sound there. Definitely. It definitely yeah. is that on this record. Um, I'd see these moments of like glam rock, perhaps even. So definitely pulling from the '80s pretty hard. Um, but there are elements, I guess, of more modern industrial sounds, like like maybe Nine Inch Nails, like the dude alluded to, or like Prodigy, if you remember them. I think the songs without vocals have the more you know, lean more into that because they're a little, le- they don't, they don't have to be as melodic to carry vocals. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that album's pretty well split half and half between the vocals and the just straight up uh, instrumental sort of soundtracks vibe. Yeah. Why don't we play one of those instrumental tracks that really, I think, packs a punch. It's pretty, pretty high energy for the most part on these instrumental tracks. There's a little taste of Night Prowler. Dig through the ditches and burn all the witches. I was yeah, no. totally. I was gonna do 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 host. I love Ramstein back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely that vibe at times here. I kept thinking, yeah, it's like dark, fast, pretty heavy. It's like a scary creepiness to the whole record, but I felt very much like it was kind of like a campy sort of scary sort of like like an 80s horror movie like that level of scary not like not like ramstein like i felt like was legit scary <laughs> yeah no I, I think you're right you know and so I, I guess that makes the the carpenter uh name you know fitting so there is a there is a story right? maybe i'll just quickly summarize it here for you guys because it is sort of a cinematic approach to music making i guess this guy has um so there was like it came out before this which followed this the story of Brent Halford, which I'm sure is not a mistake. He's named that. A shy American teenager willing to do anything to get the girl. He becomes the lead singer of a, of a glam rock band to get the attention of this girl, right? And then he goes on a murderous rampage, which is the where we pick up the story on this album, killing all the people that had wronged him 
there's a really cool music video from this album which kind of covers that part of the story and this is supposedly part of a trilogy or something so kind of like the empire strikes back this is like the middle dark period this is the dark period yeah Yeah. i assume there'll be uh, a lighter resolution following the next couple years but so essentially it's a it's a story of of love revenge and redemption yeah and will that come in part three hopefully we'll get some redemption but right now it's just revenge which is pretty exciting i think I i found a lot of excitement in this music for me personally one one cool thing I find about the the style of music is that it's like you're creating metal, but the you know I don't think there's a lot of guitar on this album, um, or if it is if there is guitar, I think it's sampled. So it's it's cool that you can basically achieve the the metal sound without using the the guitar. Yeah, and it's really just like created by one person. I think in isn't you know really have a fancy studio. It's not a lot required to create music with a lot of aggression and energy to it. So it is. Impressive about that. All right, so that is uh, Carpenter Brutes. The album is Leather Tear. It is available on all the streaming services. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. And now tis time that we asketh ourselves a question. <laughs> all right there, Shakespeare, what do you got? So, uh... <laughs> So in the, in in light of speaking of no I'm done with that of speaking about <laughs> new releases, what's a tip you have for music discovery? How do you find this stuff? All right, so for me, I would recommend finding publication or individual or group of individuals, maybe on a podcast, have similar taste to you, and then just do whatever they tell you. No, I mean like go from there, but that's a good starting point. I'll just mention a few of the websites that I check on the regular for album recommendations. Really just new releases. Anydecentmusic.com. It's a nice kind of aggregator of new releases. And it's an independent source, which I I like. Allmusic.com is kind of one of the big boys in the space. They review really pretty much any type of music. One nice thing about them is they do focus on jazz and classical as well, so it's a little bit outside of just like the pop space. Albumoftheyear.org is kind of a newer one that really focuses more on like the indie and kind of like, uh, I would say lesser known artists. Um, they also have a nice community there. And the last one I'll mention is albumnerds.com because we uh, we do have a website and it has a lot of album recommendations there. So go check it out as well, especially if you're new to the show. How about you, Don? I tend to just use my streaming service, which is Tidal. You know, usually somewhere on there is a tab that says, you know, new, new stuff, or I don't remember what it says, but it's, um, and, and supposedly it's the recommendations are based off of what I listen to, which actually gets kind of tricky because we, I listen to such a wide variety of stuff because of this, this show. But yeah, so I just, I comb through that. And I mean, the list is pretty, I think it can go on and on. I was checking out probably like at least, 50 records um you know to to find something for for this show um, but yeah you know i think the the streaming services uh make sense weird it's nice having something kind of customized for you yeah it, i used title for a short time it, it it did probably the best job of the services that i've tried in terms of picking stuff new releases that i might want to listen to youtube channels banger tv needle drop spectrum pulse podcasts album divers um is is one that i can think of they do they do a in depth on old albums but they also do in depth on new releases a lot of googling best new 
Metal albums, 2022. Best country album, May 2022. You know, like I'll do a lot of that and see what pops up in different little lists that people publish on blogs or whatever. So a lot of Googling for me. But uh, what really sucks, so no matter what you do, you're going to miss something. And that's what... That's why you got to spread it out. That's what we're here for, too. We might mention some things you missed, and what we need you to do is tell us what we missed. Listeners, we need your help. Albumnerds.com slash Discord. My new release pick is uh, from a band called Arcade Fire. This is their sixth album called We. Uh, Arcade Fire is a Canadian Indian rock band formed in 2001 uh, by husband and wife, uh, Wynn Butler. And I'm going to screw up her name. I don't know. Is it Regine Chasson or or something? I I, I couldn't get a a pronunciation on on that. Um, French names. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They've had a a rotating uh, supporting cast. Uh, let's, uh, why don't we play the, the opening track, Age of Anxiety 1. The three words I use to describe the album are return to form. So I would say that this album returns to sort of the more indie rock sound of their, their first three albums. The two most recent albums, uh, went more in, in an uh, electronic synth dance, uh, direction. This still incorporates a, a little bit of that, but I, I think it's definitely more like the, the first three albums. What'd you guys think? All right. Uh, yeah, I'd never listened to these guys and gals before. I had heard the name and I, just assumed it was some schmoopy husband and wife, you know, muskrat love kind of situation. The three words I would give to this after after listening to this album, ethereal, reflective, and we. Because it, it really does encompass us as humans, which I, I could really feel throughout it. I mean, it's got a grandiosity, like it's Pink Floyd and then the kind of raw self-exploration of John Lennon and his solo work. It's It takes from those styles and then does have a modern indie rock sound. I don't know how they do it. Maybe it's the water up there in Canada, but uh, wow. well done. <laughs> oh, it's probably the donuts. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, the Timmy yeah, host. The that's, what, yeah. that's what fuels the arcade fire. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, my three words were anxiety therapy 2022. Cause I found this record to be quite therapeutic is touching on a lot of feelings I've had over the last year or so. Well, first of all, so I'll say like, I love how they structured this record with the part one, part two of each track. First, I like that. It feels like it's more intentionally building towards something. And I think this does. I mean, the A side is really kind of. Um, here's all the shit that's going on and why the world's in such a rough state. Uh, I think the B side is more sort of like the hopefulness and the kind of coming together and the, you know, the we kind of side of, of things and, and what we can do to fix things, perhaps. Um, I don't know if it's like necessarily completely hopeful, but I did find some therapy in there, I guess, listening to this. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I like them in general though, so I wasn't, it wasn't surprised that I enjoyed it. All right, well, let's uh, let's listen to a, another cut. This is uh, End of the Empire 4, Sagittarius A. <laughs> Good title. <laughs> I don't believe the hype. She on 
You know, that cut, I, I think, uh, you know, shows that it's the, the lyrics are, are very, I, I think, modern and of this time. You know, the idea of unsubscribing to, to something. Uh, there's a line later in the song where he's like, fuck season five. You know, so it just actually <laughs> relates to, to my life, you know, like just, um, you know, the streaming television shows and stuff like that. Um, so that's that's I. I there's some pretty, you know, clever lyrics in here. Yeah, I, I just want to be careful though. Like, we're not encouraging anyone to unsubscribe. As a matter of fact, subscribe to the Elm Nerds <laughs> podcast and ask your friends to do the same. No one will ever want to unsubscribe. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you know, I mean, that's that song there. I, I think just shows sort of the the dramatic nature of Arcade Fire. I mean, everything they do is is pretty dramatic and uh, and over the top. And I'm sure that's that's not for everybody. And I'm, you know, maybe it's not for for every uh, occasion. Um, but yeah, they are kind of probably that, you know, the reasons I like them, you know, because they are progressive, but they also hang around that that new wave territory. And they're pretentious, you know, so the, the, all that stuff is right in my my wheelhouse. Uh, in fact, you know, I think if I was creative at all or if I had any talent, I, this is probably what my band would sound like. <laughs> Your band would do an awesome cover of At Last. <laughs> <laughs> all back to the great American songbook there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That sounded all pretentious to say that if you had a band, it would sound like Arcade Fire. So. <laughs> well, that's what I, you know, if I, <laughs> if I had the ability to create, you know, great mu- works of, of music, that's what I would want it to sound like probably. Yeah. A couple other uh, facts from the album. Um, Nigel Godrich or Godrick is the producer. Um, well, it's co-produced with, with Wynn Butler and uh, Regina or Regine. And, you know, of course, he had produced most of the, the Radiohead albums, you know, including OK Computer, which we, we dealt with a while ago. Um, he's done Beck uh, in Roger Waters and the Chili Peppers. Um, so. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Roger Waters. Well, yeah. well, well. Uh, yes. We're just counting is. the minutes down before can Pink Floyd mentioned on the show. There you go. Uh, although, to be fair, I, d- I brought up Pink Floyd earlier, so. Yes, that's you right. Know. right. <laughs> you opened the door. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't hear the Radiohead in, like, connection there or, like, similarities until you played that last clip, and I was like, wow, that could totally be tom york saying the unsubscribe line just as well as as arcade fire here so there is also a a special guest uh an artist that we covered uh, a couple of shows ago peter gabriel is on uh unconditional to race and religion Uh, why don't we do a a quick uh, snippet of that yeah i think peter gabriel should take over this thing man Yes, it, it is thing, you know. It, it is very much in the Peter Gabriel spirit, I, I think. You know, sort of that that progressive nature of it. Um, that particular track is is one of the more like synth poppy uh, songs, which is more like the their two most most recent albums. I found it to be both low lifting and uplifting, which I wasn't expecting. I just thought it was going to be, you know, kind of what I thought, some sort of indie folk indie rock uh maybe lots of sonic tapestries but nothing to grab onto but i was really pleasantly surprised and enjoyed it more each time i listened to it great wow yeah i think it's uh right back kind of in their their wheelhouse that they started out with those first three records and so if yeah if you didn't appreciate as much the 
synth nature of the last couple, I think this might be uh, a good place to jump back in. Okay, so that was We uh, by Arcade Fire. And now a word from our sponsor, us. This is friendship. Pure, unadulterated friendship. Are you a music fan? Love the album format? Want to make sure everyone knows how great your musical taste is, too? Join us on the Album Nerds Discord, albumnerds.com slash discord, to talk with like-minded nerds, suggest topics for the show, and get a sneak peek at what we're working on next. Excellent! All right. That's right. It's Bastardane time. Bastardane. Everyone knows what that means, right? <laughs> so I'm going with a, a new band called Bastardane. And we'll talk about what that means shortly. The album is Is This Rage, released in March of 2022. Sludgy, thrashy, metally. It's Bastardane, Arian. Let's do this. We're going to listen to a little bit <laughs> of Above All. Okay, so Bastardane, according to uh, the very little, little bit of information I got from this uh, this tool, I don't know if you've heard of it, uh, it's called Googling, I found a little bit on their own website, they call themselves a hard rock trio hailing from Savannah, Georgia, fusing fast high gain riffs and power chords, it's a unique amalgamation of sludge, thrash, and melodic rock. My three words are metal, rage, and musicianship, and rage covers all forms of rage. Self-rage, anger at others, uh, maybe disappointment in yourself, etc. I love this album. I love the sound. It's uh, heavy metal that checks all the boxes for me. I want to check the temperature in the room here, see what you guys think, and then we'll we'll get more into the album. Uh, yeah, I mean, my, my three words are two horns up, because Andy likey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think this is great. It's one of the more promising uh rock slash metal records i've seen in or heard in quite a while love the grooves love the sludginess love uh like how chuggy that bass is i feel like the bass just i don't know if i'm always coming back to the bass but i feel like the bass really sells this record uh for me at least the pacing is so feels so intentional and so just like they're like almost like trying to see how slow they can go at times which i found really interesting but still have like a good rhythm and, and metal kind of sound to it so yeah i really positive we can talk some more details in a minute but two horns up uh my three words were nice now what <laughs> so um well i think it's a i think it's a great sounding record uh you know as i as i've matured i've grown to, to like um hard rock much more probably you know the influence from dude i also worked for a, a rock radio station for a while back in the late 90s and early 2000s and this record here would have been perfect for for that radio station um so you know i i love the sound uh, i you know, I, I really think they're fantastic, but I think I could probably say this for, for maybe all three of these records is, you know, where do you go from here? You know, is there, you know, are, are we just kind of celebrating the past? I don't know. You know, well, what's the future for, for a band like this? It's a good question, man. I mean, well, yeah, especially, especially the way that, that music is so pocketed now, you know, um, it depends on what, what these artists decide to do. Arcade Fire tried to step out and do something synthy and their fans didn't like it. So uh, we don't allow our artists very much room sometimes. I think a band like this, they're very young. They'll probably explore other sounds within metal. Who knows what else they might bring in. 
uh, as Andy alluded to, the rhythm section is quite interesting. The bass and the drums, drumming is, is awesome on here too. I feel like there's a lot they could do with that rhythm section to, to change things up in the future. What do you think, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. I, think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to them, but I think, you know, for me, it feels like they're definitely pulling from various times of metal, but they didn't really feel like they were a copycat. I mean, so often we hear these debut records and it just sounds just like some other band. You could like, okay, that's obviously they're copying the blueprint that somebody else laid out. This didn't really, it felt like they were kind of on the fence in between a bunch of different things. So I didn't feel like as strongly like, oh, this is definitely like Alice in Chains. Like they definitely have some Alice in Chains influence here. But I didn't feel like it was, I was listening to Alice in Chains. It felt new. Andy, you sanctimonious bitch. I was going to say that. There it is. Called your bitch. All right. <laughs> To, to illustrate, <laughs> we're running out of time. To illustrate a little bit more about Bastardane, why don't we listen to a bit from Praise No Bliss, my favorite song on the album. These guys switch it up so much. In this particular song, it, I love it when metal bands do that, when they transition different uh, rhythms and, and melodies and although the vocalist stays the same cadence changes and they do it in kind of a, a subtle way unlike like system of a down which is really right. you know it's really it's like jarring you know the way they they change things up and this you know it sort of it maintains a flow even though they're switching up the the tempo yeah it's really minor like little tweaks to the the pacing or the sound and they all do it kind of together so it doesn't really feel very jarring yeah it's it's interesting so we've got jake on on the baritone vocals there and and the bass ethan on guitar and caster on drums uh so the name i guess they picked up when they were i think they were going to college together or high school bastardane is a chemical compound but because it's an unusual deviation, it's kind of uh, an unwanted child in the <laughs> in in chemistry or whatever in terms of chemical compounds. They just thought it was a cool name when you boil it down. Bastardane, oh sweet, it has bastard in it. Let's <laughs> there you go. Let's use that for our band. Sounds name. metal. What did you take from the al- like the album title? Is this rage like what did that mean to you in relation to the record what i liked about the lyrics was they were kind of poetic lines so it gave you a lot of room to take it wherever you want it wasn't storytelling which i don't need in my metal necessarily for me the rage was frustration with yourself making something better of who you are recognize who you really are some of it rage at feeling stuck but it didn't feel like rage at people. It didn't feel like violence. It just felt like an undercurrent of anger and dissatisfaction at things. And a lot of the songs kind of pointed toward do something about it. It's on you is kind of what I was taking from it. So is this rage? You know, doesn't have to be. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was taking to. Like, I felt like a genuine question and maybe maybe these things aren't necessarily rage inducing i don't know well don't they say that depression is rage turned inward there you go there you go but you, you do have i mean oh the professor <laughs> Woohoo! But, there's that doctorate at work folks but uh, uh you know from what i know about rage you know uh, a, a lot of times it's fueled by a, a lack of uh, of control i guess sort of a feeling of impotence or something and so you you lash out so i you know i think that's that is there in the, in the lyrics 
I'm sorry, my three words were, were kind of not so nice because I, I really do think this is, uh, you know, an excellent album. And I, and I do hope they move on to, to do even more interesting things in the future. Uh, isn't the drummer somebody? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was, I was maybe going to avoid that. Caster's last name is Hetfield. You weren't going to mention that? <laughs> no. Wow. I think it's cool that he's a drummer, you know, not a, a playing guitar or singing or anything. Well, I kind of, you know, sometimes I feel like the the folks, like drummers in particular, I mean, there's the rare drummer lead singer, but I think sometimes they're the most dedicated musicians, right? Because they're there to play. They're doing the hard work. It's not, there isn't as much sort of spotlight glory. It's more driving the train. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, and I thought he did an incredible job. I think the drumming is excellent. And this is self-produced as well. It sounds good. It really does sound good. Yeah. So pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Speaking of sounding good, let's listen to a bit of Faint Hearted Soul. This is the final track. It's a good I wanted I uh, wanted Ethan to get a little bit of time on here too because his guitar work is is really good for a three piece. There's a lot of sounds here. Yeah, I thought they were a bigger group when I first heard it. Yeah, I mean the just the songs alone. Above all, praise no bliss, churn, revolt, which is a three minute instrumental. It's awesome. Covers all sorts of sounds. Imposter, the Cavalier. And then, of course, that closer, faint-hearted soul. Great songs. Just, I don't know, man. You can't go wrong with any of these songs. All right, so hard rocking and groovy, a near-perfect mix of everything I like about the genre, but still unique. So go, please, enjoy Bastardane. Is this rage? You tell us what rage is. Albumnerds.com slash Discord. All right, boys and girls. Let's gather around on our little carpet squares and... Talk about what we learned today. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, there's definitely some talk online about this being kind of like an off year for music, maybe a little lackluster in terms of the quality of some of these new releases. What do you guys think? Tell us in the album Discord. Uh, personally, I feel like it's fairly par for the course. What are you guys? What are you guys' thoughts in general? Good year for music, kind of lackluster. I mean, for me, pretty much every year since like 1996 is like a you know a, a, a meh year for for music. Um, <laughs> I think you know a lot of that is is probably age. I don't know. I sometimes I, I think I guess the reason I'm down on on new releases is because. I don't know. I just want to be blown away by something. Like I, I hear stories, uh, you know, from old timers, like the first time they heard Heartbreak Hotel, uh, or the first time they heard Rock Around the Clock or, or something like that. Uh, and it changed their lives. And I, I want something new to come around that changes my life and, and changes the, you know, the direction of, of music, you know, cause I mean, we've been doing the rock and roll thing for, you know, 70 years now. I don't know. I just want that new thing to happen. But then at the same time, probably, you know, I might not recognize that new thing when it does happen, or it might be so polar to what I'm into or something that I won't get it. But I guess I have unreasonable expectations or hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what people say. Rock and roll is here to stay. I just made that up. I mean, the next thing that's new, there is no new, you know, our ears can only... Unless we can, unless they can find some device that we hear new sound waves and music is created from sounds we've never heard before. <laughs> uh oh, patent that. I'm just happy to find. So for this year, it's the same as as most years. I find a handful of good things, twenty things that I enjoy maybe, and most of the time I prefer to listen to things I already like. But 
I'm happy if there are bands out there that are continuing the traditions and doing it well and finding new ways to work within a form. Like houses are always going to have foundations and roofs. Wow. And that's okay. You know, like what's inside is what matters. It's a home. Ooh, there you go, man. Hard to argue with that logic. Wow. Yeah, that came straight up my ass. And it was beautiful. Um, yeah, well, there are a bunch of, of uh, new releases slated to come out in the second half of the year. And uh, I think uh, more than likely we'll be revisiting this topic come uh, December. So, uh, you know, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and we'll uh, keep you up on date on all those revolutionary, worthwhile house foundational foundational <laughs> records that it will be uh, coming out in 2022. And that's One to Grow On. The Wheel. I'm your density. I mean, your destiny. Alright, it's been a little while since we've done the Wheel of Musical Destiny here. If you recall, uh, previously on the Wheel of Musical Destiny, the AI bought that that powers our wheel was sitting <laughs> poolside on a little vacay, getting some some ray rays. Well deserved, deserved. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> I said well deserved, deserved. I'm oh, trying right. to be hip like <laughs> you. Oh, that was Zoom fucking up. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, welcome back to the WMD. Wheel of Musical Destiny. I understand some upgrades occurred during this vacation, so let's see what she can do. Thank you, album nerds. It is now time for me to provide your musical destiny. Your destiny is college radio classics. Oh, yeah. So, college radio classics. So, is that like indie rock? I mean, really, you know, college radio, I guess, picked up steam in the, the probably the late 70s and, and into the 80s. And, you know, it was a kind of a home for, for things that wouldn't be, you know, played on, on top 40 radio. Um, so yeah, so that's, you know, I mean, there's so many artists, you know, from that era that, that, you know, broke through, um, through college radio, you know, REM and most of the stuff I listened to, right, would have, <laughs> uh, you know, would have been on, on college radio. What I would call it is alternative before alternative what's your favorite album from the last 12 months to what else are you listening let us know join fellow album nerds on discord at albumnerds.com slash discord you can email us at podcast at albumnerds.com or leave a voicemail at 585-210-2454 you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at album nerds and if you'd like to support the show do so via paypal at albumnerds.com slash support or leave a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen thank you for listening to the album nerds podcast once again we love you all. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you, everybody, next week. And now, Deep Thoughts by The Professor. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Aww. That's Dr. Seuss, I think. Oh, nice. I think we, yeah. we, we're going to try to get more literary moving forward. Yeah. <laughs>